Hi everyone, and welcome back to Needs More Jazz Hands. This week, we're going to be talking about the episode The Bittersweet, the 12th episode of Season 3 of Xeno Warrior Princess. This is the first of two musical episodes that the show played with, and it's really no surprise that they did. While this was one of the first real musical episodes on TV, meaning it wasn't really a gimmicky trope yet, this show did literally every kind of special episode you could think of. Body swapping, secret doppelgangers, time jumps, playing with reality and memory. So having a musical episode really wasn't that out of the ordinary. About half of the cast actually sang their songs, while the others were fairly convincingly dubbed in. As usual, feel free to check out my YouTube channel for my thoughts in the moment as I watch the episode. It's a little less energetic than most of my videos, but the episode is about grieving the deaths of children, so I think that's to be expected. I still provide thoughts as I go along and a suggestion for making this a stronger episode, so definitely check that out if you're interested. But let's dive right in. What do you need to know about the show to understand this episode? Our main characters are Xena and Gabrielle. Xena used to be an evil warrior who killed everything in her path, but now she's a better person and generally tries to save people rather than kill them. That being said, she's still no stranger to violence and holds quite a grudge. Gabrielle, on the other hand, was a relatively innocent girl from a small village who wanted to go adventuring. Over the course of the show up until this point, Gabrielle became an Amazon princess and got pretty handy with a staff. Even so, she was generally still considered to be the innocent one and the heart of the show, pulling Xena back from the emotionless, violent persona she tended to slip into. Season 3 really tries to play with these firm understandings of who our characters are, though, by dealing with both women as mothers. But I'm just going to warn you right now, this goes a lot of dark places. So if you're concerned about hearing about death or sexual assault, now might be a good time to turn this episode off. We learn in Season 2 that Xena had a son, Solon, who she gave to the centaurs for his protection. Although she occasionally goes back to see him, she stays away for the most part to keep him safe and never tells him who she is to him. Gabrielle's journey is a little more complicated and a lot more horrifying. When Xena decides that they need to go to Britannia to defeat Caesar, Gabrielle gets pulled into a cult that claims to follow a loving god. Instead, she's tricked into killing for the first time, losing her blood innocence and becoming the chosen one to bear the evil god's child. From here, we've got what's basically an antichrist plot. Within a few hours of her attack, Gabrielle gives birth to a child, Hope, with extremely accelerated growth. Within a few hours of birth, Hope starts killing people, so Xena decides that she has to be killed. Gabrielle, on the other hand, believes that her daughter can be good, and so refuses to let Xena kill her, running away and leaving the baby in a basket on the river, telling Xena that she was dead. This all comes to a head a few months later, when Gabrielle's daughter, now around ten years old, orchestrates a plot that kills Xena's son. And then Gabrielle has to kill her own daughter when she realizes that she is truly, unredeemably evil. Gabrielle is racked with guilt and sorrow, and Xena turns her away. So that's what leads us into the musical episode. It's a pretty grim place to start, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. If a musical episode is meant to help people deal with their emotions, there's really no better time to have one. There's a lot of guilt, grief, blame, and more between our two heroines, and it has to be worked out somehow. In this episode, Xena and Gabrielle are both stoked into anger at each other by apparitions that tell them to respond to each other with hate. 
Xena pretty readily gives into this, tracking down Gabrielle and dragging her behind her horse to a cliffside where she tries to throw her off. Gabrielle has enough strength left to stop this and charges at Xena, pushing them both off of the cliff and into the waters below. There, they wake up in a world called Elusia, where many things are expressed through song. Xena and Gabrielle are assured that they are truly each other's opposites. Xena kills an illusion of Gabrielle. They realize that their fixation on the past is keeping them from communicating, and they decide to fight hate with love. We also see a bit of vulnerability out of Xena, which is very welcome after how self-assured she normally is in every one of her decisions. When the two finally get out of Elusia, they embrace as they realize that they are home. With each other. Now, there's a lot of really weird beats while they're in Elusia, but I'm sure I'll talk about those a little bit more as we get into the details. So let's start off with our first criteria. Let's talk about magic. This is a show that is chock full of magic, generally with hilariously bad CGI and jump cuts. It plays with every crazy plot twist possible, which can be a lot of fun. But in this episode, it seemed like it would have been a good idea to tone that down a bit and deal with the complex responses of a mother to the death of her child. They didn't really go down that road, instead going all out with other characters from the show popping up as illusions, heavy tarot card imagery, and major production numbers that just don't need to be there. If you've listened to many of my podcasts, you'll know that I complain a lot about musical episodes doing too much. This is going to be one of those times. A musical episode heightens everything, so it is way better to go strong on one area than to try to do all sorts of different things. The magic that this episode should have zoned in on was the magic between Xena and Gabrielle. Really dive deep into their relationship and what they mean to each other, because that's what made so many people fall in love with this show. Dive deep into what their grief means and how complex the layers of sorrow and guilt and anger are. That's a kind of magic too, and one that would be really great to see in an episode that culminates so much of the past two and a half seasons. Xena's song, when she is finally opening up and being vulnerable, nearly made me cry. Do more of that. Unfortunately, the magic that they did fix in on was more of the campy, strange stuff, which in my opinion took away from how much time and ability they had to deal with the fact that Xena and Gabrielle blamed each other and themselves for the deaths of their children. There may be people who love the focus on tarot and what it meant here, and felt that the full ensemble was really important to this episode. Those people are, uh, not gonna like me here. Because for the magic scale, I'm only giving this episode 7 out of 20 points. There was way too much happening, and the focus just wasn't on what mattered most. You can't get magic when you're trying to do 50 things at once. Turning next to the emotional impact on the characters, I will grant you that there was a lot of emotion at play here. We can see the rage in both characters at the start of the episode, but also Xena's sadness when she thinks she killed Gabrielle, her deep guilt toward her son for never telling him who she was, for not being able to protect him. We get a... less emotion from Gabrielle, which I think is for two reasons. One, she's always the emotional one, so it wouldn't really mean as much as Xena's vulnerability. And two, because at this point in the story, we're more or less not supposed to care that her daughter is dead, because she was pure evil and had no redeeming qualities. I'm not a huge fan of that, but so be it. So let's talk about emotional arcs. After Xena's son dies, she channels her emotion into shutting down, or anger, 
Those are the only two ways she knows how to handle it. That's what we see of her in the beginning, and it takes very little prompting to turn her to violence. But killing the illusion of Gabrielle doesn't make her pain go away. It just adds to it. We see her struggle to keep up her I'm always right mentality, pushing her own guilt onto Gabrielle because that's somebody that she can get mad at, somebody she can fight. This is what Xena knows how to do. But when she realizes how far down the path of hatred she's gone, she does eventually turn to love. But it's still a hypocritical, condescending love, which is revealed when she has to admit that she's lied to Gabrielle just like Gabrielle lied to her. Her walls are gradually stripped down until she is truly vulnerable, apologizing for not being honest, for not keeping Gabrielle safe, for not telling her son that she was his mother, and for not protecting him. She really does embrace her vulnerability, and in doing so, becomes more open to Gabrielle. It's pretty rushed, all happening in one episode, but it's a decent arc. Gabrielle's, on the other hand, is a lot more artificial. After Xena's son is killed, she immediately prepares poison to kill her daughter. Though she has a moment of doubt about that, she follows through, even briefly considering taking her own life. She apologizes to Xena, knowing that her daughter was responsible, making her responsible by extension. She is absolutely racked with guilt. But then, kind of randomly, at the start of this episode, she's guided by a vision to hate Xena. She's told in Elusia that she was peace personified until Xena came into her life. For some reason, she's driven to blame Xena, just so that they can start yelling at each other, for her to then very quickly move past it. It just felt really contrived that she was blaming Xena at all. Not because there wasn't reason to, but because she had to be told the reasons to. This didn't feel authentic from Gabrielle. I think a lot of my gripes there come down to time. Make a musical episode to reveal that all is not well. Or make a musical episode to deal with long-lasting tensions. But don't just have one musical episode that's supposed to do it all. I would much rather see an episode between the death of the children and the musical episode that deals with Xena and Gabrielle trying to handle their grief. Show me them deciding that each other is to blame. Show me both of them trying to go back to who they were before they met each other. And then, and only then, turn to the musical episode to bring them back together and shed the anger and blame to reveal their own guilt, sadness, and love. They had all the right components, but let's not pretend that we can actually handle the loss of two children, and everything that goes with that, in one episode. Also, at the end, all seems well between them. It would have been much stronger to have them end somber, promising to struggle together rather than act like they are just now perfectly fine. I know that some of these issues come up again later, but the desire to make this episode fun took away from the extremely serious subject matter. Long story short, I think that Xena at least had a superb, if rushed, emotional arc here. And Gabrielle's wasn't terrible, so I'll give it 16 out of 20 points. Next, let's talk about impact on the overall plot. The fact that the episode had to start with a previously seen on tells you a lot about how tied in it is with past episodes. There is so much woven into this. It absolutely needed to happen for the characters to deal with all of their issues. The fact that we didn't really get to see these issues played out before the musical episode weakens that a little bit, but you'd be hard-pressed to skip this episode and not feel very lost as to how they resolved everything. This episode put our heroines back together. Simply put, without that happening, there wouldn't be a show. 
It's also important to the greater arc dealing with Gabrielle's daughter, because they've worked through a lot of their guilt and blame already. By the time Hope is resurrected, it's a lot harder for her to turn Xena and Gabrielle against each other. They're stronger than they were before all of this happened. Now let's turn from the plot of this episode to the music. Unfortunately, this category is going to be quite a drop from the last one. None of the singing was particularly distracting one way or the other, in part because they dubbed a few of the characters, so I'm going to focus instead on the song lyrics here, moving through the episode from start to finish. You'll notice that my thoughts on the song quality drastically improve over the course of the episode. That's because, in my opinion at least, the songs that needed to happen were at the end, while the songs in the beginning just kind of existed. So let's start off with the Welcome to Elusia song. It was... really weird. I get that it was an introduction to the Wheel of Fate and to the tarot themes, but that's kind of all that it does, and if that's all that you're doing in your first song, maybe it's a waste of a song. Then we go to War and Peace. I'm not opposed to showing Xena and Gabrielle representations of who they were, or thought they were, before meeting each other, so that they can really work out whether they would prefer that they had never met. But it's very on the nose, and it isn't particularly interesting lyrically. Moving from there into Melt Into Me slash Let Go, this song really plays into the idea that killing the one who wronged you doesn't make the pain go away. After Xena thinks she killed Gabrielle, we see a kind of uncomfortable tango with Ares, where he urges her to come back to evil and violence now that Gabrielle is gone. And we see a discussion from Callisto that vengeance never makes the pain go away. Only letting go can do that. It's not a bad song. It really gets at the heart of Xena's emotional conflict, with a devil and an angel on the shoulder kind of vibe. I wouldn't listen to it again, but it does do some important work here. Now let's turn to some songs that I actually like. I really enjoy Hearts Are Hurting Part 1. It does a good job showing that both of them are just lashing out in their pain, unable to talk to each other or see each other's pain through their own. This is where I feel like the episode actually figures out what it's trying to do. You could cut out every single song before this, and it wouldn't hurt the episode one bit, but this is where we really cut deep into the emotional core of the episode and what's holding them back. Having it tie in with the echo chamber makes it that much better. Moving from there, we get Hate is the Star and Hearts are Hurting Part 2, which is also pretty good, although I feel like, again, it's kind of rushed in getting there. This is where Gabrielle seems to break out of her defensiveness and anger, and where Xena seems willing to go back to the way things were. And then, of course, the last song of the show is The Showstopper, the song that makes it all worth it. Xena's vulnerability, realizing that they don't just need to get back to before, they need to become better than before. I hate that this song has no better name than Way Out slash The Love of Your Love slash Passing Through, but it's really where we get to see a change in Xena, and where all of the emotions come out to play. It's a bit repetitive, sure, but it does its job, comparing Solon and Gabrielle, both of whom were lied to by Xena for their own protection, and both of whom she couldn't protect. That song is the absolute saving grace of this episode, and of its evaluation on this podcast. I would be inclined to judge musical quality at 10 out of 20, because frankly half of it was bad or completely forgettable, but I'm willing to go up to 14 out of 20 based on the strength of that last song alone. Finally, we turn to the reason for the episode. Everyone is singing because Xena and Gabrielle have gone into a world where singing is part of the deal. 
It's not a bad reasoning, and it doesn't require too much explanation. It is a little bit unclear why they sing at some points and speak at others, but at least in the second half, songs are the revealing of what's behind their walls, which is a perfectly good explanation for why they're singing. It goes back to this idea of singing what we cannot say, when the emotions are too great to handle. That doesn't really explain what's going on when they're sung too, which is generally what happens at the beginning of the episode, but I suppose you could say that when they're unwilling to handle their own deeper thoughts and emotions, those have to get out somehow. I'll admit that that's a bit of a weak explanation, but sometimes you put in a big ensemble number because you want a big ensemble number. It's part of the musical trope, so they felt the need to do it. It's not exactly justified by the episode's own logic, but it doesn't actively deny it either. All that said, I'll give it 17 out of 20 points. So adding it all up, that gives this episode 73 points. The vast majority of the points lost here comes down to the same thing I seem to gripe about every single episode. There's too much going on in too little time, which means that they can't really engage with what's important in the way that they need to. Feel free to send a million complaints if you deeply disagree with me, but that's how I see it. If you're going to do a musical episode to deal with the deaths of two children, at least partly because of the two heroines, you need to be willing to dive deep on emotions and relationships, and the pageantry here just really got in the way. Anyway, that's my take on Xena's The Bittersweet. Next week, we'll start moving away from magical episodes to see how a musical episode can be done in a more realistic setting. Without magic to make everyone sing about what they're actually feeling, we'll get a lot more of the characters trying to negotiate how they feel about the roles that they've been cast in, in life as well as in the musical. I think that this can be a really great way for a character to examine how the world sees them, so I'm excited to dig in. I'll be starting off with Riverdale's rendition of Carrie, A Night to Remember. So I'll see you back here in two weeks to talk about that.